Coming up on this week's episode of the EV Resource Podcast, the 2021 Ford F-150 goes electric, kind of, Tesla moves their battery and powertrain investor day, roadside assistance for EVs gets an upgrade, and we'll talk about GM and Honda joining forces to build EVs. Hello and welcome to the EV Resource Podcast. I'm Zach Hurst and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and answer your questions about electric vehicles. Thank you so much to Titan Auto & Tire for their support for this podcast. Titan is one of the very few independent shops in Virginia that are qualified to work on EVs. And from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. I am once again this week recording from my car um, for those of you that sent your well wishes for Kevin, uh, I definitely want to thank you very, very much for that. Uh, quick update that uh, actually, I believe was today from his wife. Uh, he is doing better. They have taken him off the ventilator. He is breathing on his own. Chances are they're going to move him out of the ICU to like a step down unit, continuing to monitor his progress. Um, but it does look like there's a lot of hope for a full recovery, uh, no matter how long that takes. Uh, so definitely if you sent in messages, uh, wishing him well and and a quick return to health, thank you very much for that. It really means a lot. Here in the U S the EV market has struggled to get a foothold in the greater uh, automobile market as a whole. Uh, I believe the current number is still less than 2% of new vehicles sold are EVs. So one of the things that is a potential option for hesitant buyers would be a plug-in hybrid, where you have a minimal range on all electric, and then a gas engine will kick in either as a range extender or just as a, a direct connection to power the vehicle. So if you had the number one selling vehicle in the North American market, chances are you probably wouldn't want to change it too much from its gas-powered variants. And that's exactly what Ford is intending. They have released some details on what will end up being the first plug-in hybrid in the half-ton truck market. But it's not that impressive, to be completely honest. It may be just a little bit of a taste to start getting the ball rolling and encourage people to uh, plug in. So the Ford F-150 is going to have a turbo V6 and a 10-speed automatic with an electric motor kind of sandwiched in between them. It's going to have a range of 10 miles, um, assuming you're not towing anything and assuming the weather is perfect. Um, for EV folk, that's not going to be that impressive. For the <laughs> for those of us who are familiar with EV batteries and how that all works, if you're going out there in freezing cold weather, chances are this is going to have maybe five miles of all-electric range. Now, I don't want to focus on the negative side of things because this is the positives here are are much bigger than just the vehicle itself. Ford is once again saying that they are going to expand the electrification of their lineup and putting something into their 
really the top of the line vehicle in terms of their flagship vehicle, the Ford F-150. This is the number one selling vehicle in the United States. Um, hands down, they sell millions of these a year. So putting even a small hybridization of the powertrain as an available option, one will give Ford an idea of how many people are interested. Um, but two, it gets people talking about it more. I think that is the big upside here. And ultimately three, it's really giving Ford even more experience making EVs. Um, of course, they have built hybrids in the past, but uh, very few of them had plugs. I think the Fusion um, and the Escape were the only ones that were even an option there. Now, you could ask, do Ford F-150 buyers really want to have a truck that they have the option of plugging in? And honestly, I think this is just confirmation from Ford that they believe there is a market for that. Of course, Ford has created um, a partnership with Rivian and investing, I think it was a half a billion dollars, um, and released the video of the all-electric Ford F-150 prototype. So this is just one more thing that is continuing the path, stepping in the right direction. Uh, ultimately, will, do I think Ford will sell very many of these or even manufacture very many of these? Probably not, but... I think the press release has more power here than the vehicle itself might. Um, but definitely something to look forward to. Tesla has been preparing all of us for their battery and powertrain investor day. Actually, it's one of the things that I have been most excited about because they've been buying up all of these small companies and there's a lot of uh, speculation and about what Tesla has planned with their batteries. Uh, so it's hard news to then learn that what was planned for this month, uh, because of the coronavirus and everything going on with that and the shutdowns, that Tesla is postponing that. Now, uh, Elon Musk did say that it's most likely postponed to mid-May, but that it's hard to predict dates right now. So we'll see. But it's definitely the anticipation has been building uh, quite a bit on what Tesla has cooking behind the scenes and what improvements they're going to be making to the current lineup. Uh, I think it's safe to expect that any revelation that we get from this event will most likely include the possibility of uh, battery technology that would allow the Model S to have a range that extends past 400 miles. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of chatter on that. That's one of my personal predictions. We've been expecting this for almost a year, actually. I think it was about a year ago that uh, Elon had said for their battery day that they're going to do a comprehensive review of the battery cell chemistry how they put to get, uh, put those together into the modules and the overall pack architecture and design, the manufacturing on all of that. Um, it's exciting. I can't wait. Uh, so I'm bummed. I am absolutely that uh, we're not going to get it right now, but it's certainly understandable. Uh, Tesla has historically put on events where it's 
a lot of fanfare. They get people gathered together. And really, right now, that doesn't make sense for them to do. So, honestly, it's probably the smarter move for them to delay things. It just means that uh, those of us who are kind of <laughs> waiting over here will have to wait just a little bit longer. If you're the type of person that with your gasoline vehicle has run it completely dry and been stuck on the side of the road and needed to call roadside assistance to come and give you a couple gallons to then get you to the next closest gasoline station, um, when you go EV, unless you dramatically change your habits, there could be a chance that the same thing could happen where you'll run out of electricity and be stranded alongside of the road. The problem there, of course, is that the only option you typically will have is that you'll need a tow truck to then tow you to the nearest uh, charger in order to get uh, re refueled, as it were. However, uh, recently things are looking like they're going to change. Blink, which is a charging network charging company actually released their mobile portable charger. What it is, it's a level two gasoline powered charger that will provide up to 9.6 kilowatts of energy. And honestly, I think that is pretty significant. It's just comparable to a level two charger. Uh, you probably will only need just a little bit of, of recharge to then get you to the next closest charger, similar to just putting in a couple gallons of gas, not refilling the entire tank. Um, it is a 240 volt, 40 amp, uh, peak wattage is 12 kilowatts and the continuous output is 9.6. It does have a fuel tank of up to 10.9 gallons and could run for uh, nine hours at 50% load. One thing that is not mentioned about this that I think is a great potential is for people that want to take their EV off the beaten path a little ways and possibly take it camping. Uh, for example, if you had a, a 300 mile Tesla Model Y that you wanted to go camping for a week, well, you could use the battery in the Model Y throughout the week to charge your electronics um, possibly hook up an electric grill, who knows, you know, lots of different options for you. But if you had this, this could be your backup. It could really be something that could be there just to give you that added peace of mind where if you did happen to just run the battery down a little bit too much and you're not going to be able to get back to the closest charger where you are, you have this along, you start up the generator, plug it in, and now you have up to nine hours of running this, potentially overnight the 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 last night before you plan on getting back to civilization. I don't know. That's the first uh, application that kind of pops into my mind outside of the stated use for this being more of a roadside assistance type emergency need. Uh, but I think this is great. They don't have a price released for this. Uh, on Inside EVs, their article, they had estimated a cost of about $4,500, but they have been waiting. They haven't been notified if that's correct or not. So um, what do you think about this? Is this something that you would buy for four grand 
just to have as uh, an every now and then use or an emergency backup? Or do you think this is something like AAA will just buy up most of the supply of these for their roadside assistance vehicles? Uh, let me know. Put a comment in the comment section below or send an email. And, um, you know, this is something I'd love to discuss, see if it's something that is there a demand in the um, personal sector for this? Or do you think this will be something that companies will buy and offer as a part of their existing roadside assistance service? GM and Honda have said that they will jointly develop two new electric vehicles for Honda, and they're actually exploring more allies to expand the partnership. The new electric cars will use GM's batteries and be manufactured at GM's plants here in North America, but the exterior and interior of the cars will be designed by Honda. And Honda actually expects to be to start selling the cars here in the US and in Canada uh, just in a few short years in 2024. Rick Shostek which uh, Rick is the executive vice president of American Honda Motor. He said that the expanded partnership will unlock economies of scale to accelerate the electrification roadmap and advance industry-leading efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, and that they are in discussions with one another regarding the possibility of further extending the partnership. I think this is a great, great announcement uh, in the EV space, as we know, batteries are a huge expense and putting in the time, the money, the resources to build your own platform with um, or batteries or all of that, it takes a lot to start from scratch, even if you are a bigger auto manufacturer like Honda. So we see a lot of these partnerships starting to develop Toyota with BYD, here Honda with um, GM, Ford tapping Rivian, as previously mentioned. Um, lots of different partnerships that seem to be developing. Rarely are companies going out there and from start to finish, you know, the entire uh, manufacturing process building it themselves. So GM makes some pretty good batteries. Of course, I'm sitting in an EV built by GM, the Chevy Spark. The batteries, honestly, for the Spark are pretty darn good. Um, I've had the Spark now for quite a while, and I really haven't seen all that much degradation, including the times when I was plugging in and DC fast charging almost on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times in a day, doing more food delivery. Um, of course, I'm not doing that much of that anymore with this car, but I am still seeing the same kind of mileage estimates when I have a full charge. So GM's batteries, all of that to say, GM's batteries are pretty good. And I think it's smart for Honda to go with them um, I'm not sure why a lot of the major manufacturers aren't approaching Tesla, for example, because Tesla is arguably the leader in the EV space, especially when it comes to battery technology. Um, and who knows, maybe they are and we're just not hearing about it, or maybe it slipped past me and I haven't noticed. Um, I think Tesla would be very willing to share their technology. They have shown in the past a willingness to work with other companies. 
but it doesn't seem like the other auto manufacturers are willing to work with Tesla either to share their supercharger network or work with battery technology. Uh, I think at one point Tesla even uh, released all of their patents and said, hey guys, do this, do what we're doing and here it is. You don't have to uh, rebuild it and recreate the wheel all on your own. So here, Honda and GM, I think is a smart partnership being that GM has a lot of experience with EVs. Honda, I mean, other than the Insight, they really haven't done much with vehicles that have a battery. Uh, so I think they're starting to wake up and realize that for them to profitably, and I think that might be the key word, uh, for them to profit, of course, now I can't say it, for them to profitably continue uh, down the line of building more and more electrified vehicles and more uh, full battery electric vehicles that they need these partnerships. So I think it's great. I think there's a lot of potential here. Uh, I wish we didn't have to wait until 2024 models to see what they're going to come up with. Um, Honda right now in Europe anyway has the Honda E. So they definitely have shown they are capable of building something. But um, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, so much of the EV news these days and the announcements are kind of a wait and see game where not much of it is. Uh, I wish uh, I could talk more about things that are happening now, uh, but not much of that is going on. So it's just these announcements of what's coming down the road. Uh, but if even half of the things that companies are talking about here come to fruition, then I think we have a lot to look forward to. And lastly, I wanted to share a little bit about Karma. Um, I wasn't expecting to, <laughs> to talk about them again so soon. Uh, of course, last week I mentioned that they have their eFlex platform that they are planning on developing or have developed rather. Uh, let me correct myself. Um, so I wasn't really expecting to get more news about that so soon. However, uh, this week I saw an article by Mark Kane over at Inside EVs where the um, eFlex platform, Karma has put a commercial van application on top of this uh, that I think is a brilliant idea. According to Inside EV's article, this is actually the second out of five uh, applications that Karma has talked about for their eFlex platform. The first was, uh, as I mentioned last week, the extended range EV for the Karma, uh, Karma Rivero GT. Uh, the other three, one will be an autonomously driven vehicle, one will be a high performance uh, supercar, and then another possibly just an everyday um, daily driver, you know, that type of vehicle for uh, you or me or families. Uh, so Karma's eFlex e platform, once again, can be configured up to 22 different ways. So um, there's a lot of potential here. But with the L4 eFlex van, um, unfortunately, they haven't revealed a lot of details at this time about it. Um, but in uh, there are some configurable elements. The main point of interest was the capability to have level four autonomous driving. So this is something that Karma has developed in partnership with WeRide using the NVIDIA Drive AGX 
Pegasus, which is the, um, I guess the technology that's used for like LIDAR visual aspects to allow for the autonomous driving. Um, it's in terms of looks, uh, it's a van. So it looks much like many other cargo vans. Um, the picture that was shown actually by Karma have some like uh, sporty wheels, which I thought were kind of an interesting choice of some sporty alloy wheels on this thing. So that's their idea, I guess, for now of a commercial application to put on top of the eFlex platform. Um, I like it. I personally, in my, in my uh, regular life, I guess, outside of all the EV resource stuff, uh, drive a commercial van. It's a, a Ford, what is it? A Ford Transit uh, 250. So it's a little bit bigger probably than what they have planned for this. Um, but man, it would make so much sense for like last mile delivery stuff. I know uh, Amazon, of course, has their partnership with Rivian to go full electric on these types of things. So to have just another option, I think is great. It's a space right now, at least in North America, that just hasn't been penetrated yet by EVs. I would love it if all day long I was driving an EV van, um, but it just it isn't there yet. So I think Rivian's concepts that they're putting out there here, Karma with their uh, L4, full uh, well, not fully autonomous, so that would be level five, um, but their, <laughs> their level four autonomous uh, option for a commercial van, I think is a really great idea. So that's all for this week. Coming once again from my car, uh, I do not have an update on whether I'll be back in the studio next week or not. Um, but if not, bear with me. I know the audio quality is not the same. Um, Kevin really put together an amazing space for me to be able to use, uh, well, me and others. It's not just for me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I miss, aside from missing Kevin, um, I miss that space as well. And so I want to apologize for the audio quality because I know it's not the same. Um, but feel free uh, to send me your feedback, not on that, because that's not something I can help right now, um, but on anything else, uh, comments related to the news this week, you can um, leave a comment on in the YouTube channel uh, or video section, the comment section there. You can also send an email to hello at ev-resource.com. If you do want to listen to any of the previous shows, you can find them on the webpage under the podcast section or in any of the major podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and so on and so forth. Um, any reviews that you can give on especially Apple Podcasts would be greatly appreciated. That'll help other people find the podcast and share information, news uh, about EVs with more and more people. And of course, I invite you to come and say hi on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, trying to be more active um, in engaging with the conversation. And especially on the Facebook page, uh, that's where you're going to get your daily news. Um, every, I think it's every even hour, we're posting something about uh, the latest EV news and information from 6 a.m. all the way up to 4 p.m. Um, so if you want you know, that, that frequency of information instead of waiting week to week for this podcast, you can definitely find it there on Facebook. 
Um, but like I said, that's it for this week. So thank you very, very much for being with me and we'll catch you next time.